You're listening to Age of Reason, brought to you by Frozen Frame Productions. Will we ever understand this complex genius, this visionary thinker? Will we ever get this close again? Uniting the forces of our universe. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Age of Reason. My name is JC. Today is technically 51, episode 51. Uh, it's a bonus episode. Um, mainly I'm doing it to reply some comments and to explain to people why I don't give certain individuals airtime on my page and uh, how they're just wrong and and uh, give some points of reference because uh, you know if a person comes to my page and the mindset is all right so climate change is a hoax or climate change is a Chinese conspiracy if, if that's the starting point then nothing I say will ever change those people's minds and I'm not even like a super high authority on this okay but if they don't even listen to me, they they will not listen to the scientists. So there's no point for me to um, to give them any science, really, because they just will not believe it. So again, we're talking about climate change, and uh, this seems to be somewhat a generational issue. So if you, it's like if you look at Brexit vote, right? So most mostly old voters voted to leave, but most young voters voted to stay in the European Union. Why? Because old people essentially don't care. Um, that, that happens a lot in, in history. Uh, they don't care. Uh, they're gonna die soon. They don't have to live with the consequence of that vote. But young people have to live with that for pretty much the remainder of their life. So uh, this is a good meme here. It's like basically explain, yeah, explain that to the future generations, how your inaction caused their suffering. Uh, if they can't farm the land and breathe the air or drink the water, and by the way, you might think that this is an exaggeration, but it's not really. If you go to places in China or India, extremely polluted places where, yes, people do have to wear a mask every day which I don't want to see that future, okay? I don't want to see that future. So if you're part of that problem that we're basically taking the stance of inaction and this is the result, then yes, I will fight you. You are my enemy, absolutely, because you are voting against common sense policy, really. Clean air, clean water. Who doesn't want that? So this site I always point out, so uh, let's make a new rule here right away. I refuse to talk to anybody who comes and spreads some kind of conspiracy theories on my page if they have not checked this page yet. Skeptical Science, check it out. It goes into a lot of climate change myths. It debunks them. Um, basically, climate scientists or uh, atmospheric scientists debunk these articles or arguments I should say because they're not articles and 
that should be the starting position okay this is not everything let's be honest there this is a but this is a great starting point so my advice is i would urge you to read through this website first understand try to understand the science and then if you have any kind of if you still have any problems then yes comment on my posts but that should be the starting point so I was interested recently because I wanted to check out the rates of education in our country. My image is that a lot of people don't go to universities. Uh, it, it, there's a, you know, homeschooling, it's, it's somewhat popular. So I wanted to get actual statistics on that because one thing is to make assumptions and one thing is to actually have data. So here we have a, a graph and this is from Wikipedia so if you look at the um, Massachusetts for example that's well the district district of Columbia that that's the top one 56.6% uh, of people uh, this is be, uh, age 25 or below I think or over or over that's right so anyway I'll make a correction in the in the text later if I'm wrong 56.6% of people have a bachelor's degree and this is the highest, okay? So even in the highest, only about half of the people have a university degree. So here's the question, do you need to go to university to be a smart, intelligent, well-educated, well-informed person? Not necessarily, but it helps, okay? I, I went to university, I got out at 22, so I was done. And, uh, and that's including uh, one year I took after school uh, to, to basically do more math okay so if I didn't do that if I did a little bit better in the high school exam I would have been out of university at the age of 21 so not a big sacrifice and then you go by down the states in Massachusetts a lot of smart people there MIT of course etc for only 42% of people uh, and if you look at the advanced degree, well, that's like a third, basically, okay, almost. But let's look at the states at the bottom. And here we have, of course, uh, the infamous ones, like Alabama. Alabama, who, of course, recently passed this horrific uh, anti-abortion bill. You know, that's kind of related. You have low education, you have high religiosity rates, and then you have these insane laws. It's all connected. It's not like some kind of mistake or anything. Uh, Louisiana, Kentucky, uh, Mississippi, and uh, West Virginia is at the very bottom with only one-fifth of the people there having a bachelor and only about 8% having an advanced degree. So, yeah, it, it says a lot, you know. So, we have also a thing called the Dunning-Kruger uh, effect. And basically what it means is that when you know nothing or almost nothing because we know we all know a little bit of everything but let's say you know almost nothing about the topic but your confidence is sky high and this is why I say fools have 100% confidence always always like that and then so yeah here they call it the peak of Mount Stupid that's eh, a good analogy and then as you acquire more wisdom the immediately after the the curve drops and this is because you have 
you're you're just starting to learn something and you have so many questions that are unanswered but as you gain experience and knowledge that curve starts to go up again and you start to gain more confidence so in my case let's actually look at this curve i would say that i'm myself i'm in the slope of enlightenment because um that's what people don't understand i think when they come to my page they think that i'm some kind of noob uh, I'm new to this field, uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about climate change, I just randomly find some articles and I kind of talk about them. That is not at all what I do, okay? That is nonsense. I've, I've spent years reading about this stuff. I almost read about this stuff daily, on a daily basis, even on weekends, because I don't really have days off, so, so to speak. So, yeah, I don't come at this from a complete zero point of view I have some knowledge uh, of course I always need more that's why I always study more I read more okay so well today I'm gonna start perhaps with the worst argument people can bring up against climate change as, and that is the argument of a god uh, I'm an atheist an anti-theist and a nihilist and yes I find them all compatible uh yeah i don't believe in in gods okay there's no reason to believe in a god but for people who do i have to counter a dual layer of stupidity because first i have to counter the fact that well gods don't exist and if i can't get past this first layer there is no chance for me to address the second layer which is climate change denial so here it's very convenient i have i have found an article today that was shared it says a uh, Christian preacher our sins cause extreme weather not climate change well that's actually a classic line and you know you got some televangelists who will say that homosexuals cause the uh, hurricanes etc absolute crap bullshit idiocy we live in 2019 right and yet to me it feels like ideologically we live in in 1019 we're not in 2019 no way i mean we used to be monkeys before or apes i should say and now we're apes with a phone but listening to to crap music and watching cat videos that's basically the all the evolution great so here we have a post and uh, supposedly it comes from richard dawkins probably could be uh, evolution is universally accepted amongst among those who understand it and almost universally rejected by those who don't and this is a good point and this is the point that a lot of you know republicans and conservatives tend to forget science is not about ideology it's not about left or right science is science and it's not a matter of opinion it's a matter of fact so religion is a matter of opinion because you think that the god exists but it's not a fact the climate change is based on evidence though so it's completely different science is not about belief it's about understanding this is a pretty simple image actually we have a uh, dollar bills and they are basically in different categories so like uh, a fun beauty miscellaneous and others this is a good point because like I said in the last show, a lot, of, a lot of people in America, unfortunately, today live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I see so many comments on the internet that people saying, hey, I just got paid, 
but my whole paycheck went to pay the car fuel or whatever and uh, rent and uh, utilities, right? So internet, uh, electricity, etc. A lot of people say that stuff, so that's a big problem. And if you have less money, then maybe all your money is just in the rent envelope, you know? So uh, I'm not a big fan of money, but the reality is that money dictates the way we live. So if, let's say, a, let's say a, a coal plant gives you electricity for, let's say, 10 bucks a month, which I, I don't think exists anywhere, but let's just say for, for example's sake, and then a solar power plant comes in next door, and you know it's clean energy and it's all great, etc. But it offers you uh, that electricity at 20 bucks an hour. Guess which one people are going to choose? Of course the cheaper one. We all we always want the cheaper option. It's not the best option, but it's the cheapest option. And so money dictates the way we live and make our decisions. It's unfortunate, but that's the case. So yeah, what, what you have to do there is basically governments have to stop subsidizing uh, fossil fuel companies. They don't need more money, okay? ExxonMobil need, doesn't need more money and subsidize clean renewable energy sources. That's how you shift people from one source of energy to another. Why is this important? Well, because the concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere is increasing drastically. Uh, you can see here on this graph, and this graph goes about 1 million years in the past, and I will talk about why that's the case later on in the show again. Uh, you can see that the concentrations have never been so high. Now we're like way at that peak there, if you see uh, in the picture. Way up there, way even above that green line, which is 400. We are at 415 and probably today already higher, because this was in May you know, these things keep rising, so, and that's why it's important. Here's a, another graph, but it shows the same thing, it's just a little bit earlier. Uh, you, you, you can still see that we're way up there, okay, we're way past the line. The natural line is about, uh, the, the highest it reaches is about 300 parts per million, and here it's at 405, and this is in 2017, Two, two years later, we added 10 parts per million. And that's not a, that's not a fake that graph, okay? That, this is the reality. I'm just presenting the science, okay? Here's another graph. This shows, uh, it's just a different variation of it, really. Uh, but this one shows that, uh, you know, the sea level is, is, is increasing right now. CO2 concentration is shooting up like insane. Uh, here's another one. This is a bit zoomed in, as you'll notice. Uh, you'll notice that uh, between 1880 to now, the CO2 kept increasing, and guess what? So did the average temperatures. So this is another graph here, and uh, this one is a bit projecting into the future, because, yeah, we need projections into the future. We need models for the future, of course. So here right now, if you look at, I don't know, 2020, let's say, uh, we're already at 1, 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming, okay? We're already there. So when scientists say that we have to stop it, uh, th that's nonsense because we're already at that point. We can't already stop that. But 
if you look at your kids, so the next generation, you know, by 2040, 2060, between that time, we're looking at above, uh, about 2.5 to 3 degrees Celsius of warming. And their kids, so your grandchildren, if you're my age or so, then they're looking at 4.5, 5 degrees or more degree, uh, degree Celsius of warming, okay? So this is the reality. So the, the red here represents a business as usual curve. So if we basically don't do anything at all, inaction, in effect. And the blue curve is if we uh, aggressively go to renewable energies. I was looking for the word, I forgot. Convert, I guess. Uh, switch, switch, that's the word. So you'll notice that even the blue curve is still two degrees warming, okay? So even if we do all the efforts necessary, we will still get two degrees of warming. And two degrees of warming has a huge impact on our planet. But that is inescapable, we're already in that. Why is it important? Why, is, why am I talking about CO2 most of the time and not so much the other greenhouse gases? Well, because CO2, we basically emit mostly CO2 into the atmosphere and that's why it's dangerous. So you'll notice here that 65%, and this is from the EPA, 65% uh, CO2, uh, this is fossil fuel and industrial processes. There's another box for CO2, by the way. So 11%, this is forestry, so burning forests and other land use. Okay, so in total, we have basically three quarters of our total global emissions is CO2. And then you have 16% methane and 6% uh, nitrous oxide and 2% other gases. But yeah, CO2 is the main one. It's true that methane stays in the atmosphere much longer. It's a much more potent greenhouse gas and there's also water vapor, etc. cetera. Uh, but CO2 is the regulator. Uh, here we have a, a share of global CO2 emissions from fuel combustion uh, by country. So yes, it's true that China is, uh, is high, uh, far ahead here, 28%. US is at 15. Uh, rest of the world is 21. And then you, you have India, Russia, you know, India 6, Russia 5%, etc. I just want to point out here that when people say that, hey, look at the Chinese emissions, the Chinese are bad. Uh, I just want to remind you that a lot of the goods that go outside of China are purchased by people outside of China. So by Japanese people, by American people. So China is the factory of the world. Uh, you know, even I buy stuff sometimes from Amazon, it comes from China, okay? So yes, I am responsible in that case for the dirty production of my goods and then the transportation of my goods, uh, very much so. Chinese manufacture lots of clothes, etc., etc. Oh, they make so much stuff. So that 28% just pinning that on China is unfair, okay? I just want to point that out. Here we have a, a breakdown of greenhouse gas emissions by industry sector. This is in back to 2014, but you know, I'm sure it hasn't changed that much. So electricity use and heat production is a quarter. Then industry is pretty much another quarter. 
Transportation 14%, forestry is 12%, agriculture 12%. Some people make agriculture bigger than it is, uh, but it's 12%. Still, it's worth addressing, okay? Even if it's 1% or 2%, it's still worth addressing. Uh, building construction 6% and other energy 10%. Uh, the reaction of the journalists or the public is pretty much like you see in this picture. People fall asleep, people don't care. Uh, people, because maybe they read some kind of fake climate change myth, they strongly believe in it, therefore they fall into the category of inaction. I don't want to do anything. So here we have another example, this is some kind of representative from France sleeping. This These pictures are from 2009 Copenhagen climate change conference, by the way, so it's not just unrelated images or anything. Uh, this is another one I pointed out recently. This is quite important one. So uh, if you look among the scientists, the climate scientists, there is uh, over 97% of agreement among them that climate change is happening and it's man-made, man-enhanced, I should say. That's the right word wording for it. It's man-enhanced climate change. Because it's not man-made, okay? Climate change exists without man. But we're enhancing the effects of it. And by the way, this 97% is not entirely true. It's actually higher because if you look at the papers who, let's say, do not agree with it, they these papers often do not come from climate scientists, okay? So that's important. In reality, perhaps it's, uh, it's over 98%. That would be more accurate. But... So that's the agreement among scientists. What do you think is the percentage of agreement among the US public? Do you think it's high? No. Shit no. It's not at all. It's only about 55%. So the uh, people who deny climate change or any other topic really, uh, they often fall into these five characteristics of science denial. And you can remember it easily by the acronym FLIC. Uh, the first one is fake experts. So a lot of people will point out articles, but you know, it's, it's obviously written by some, some really, some shill basically. Let's, let's be honest there. Like some people still bring up that guy who uh, was the co-founder of the climate, uh, the weather channel. And he actively was saying to people that, you know, climate change is a hoax, there's no warming, etc. Well, what, what they don't tell you is that that guy was booted off the Weather Channel after one year of work, okay? And also, he's not a climate scientist. That's very important. That is very important. If you want to build, I don't know, actually, if you want to research something about stars, okay, are you going to ask a plumber about it? Are you going to ask... Um, I don't know, a truck driver, how stars form and why they burn, etc., etc. I'm not, I wouldn't do that. I would ask an astrophysicist because that makes sense. But those people don't. So fake experts is one to look out for. Uh, logical fallacies, that I talk about all the time. There's a lot of them. This is just some of them. Some misrepresenta misrepresentation of data, jumping to conclusions, making assumptions. That's another one, very big one. Uh, false dichotomy, it's when something is presented as only two options, when in reality there are many more. Uh, you can have impossible expectations, so that, that's when people 
raise the bar all the time and then you just can't reach that objective. Uh, cherry picking, of course. So, yep, let's just kind of pick some certain sentences and words that we like and then let's pretend that that debunks climate change. And of course, the final category is conspiracy theories. So this is just kind of way far out, uh, insane things out there. So as I mentioned on the last show, uh, when you move towards the conservative end of the spectrum, you seem to have less understanding of science and therefore the confidence goes down. And this graph shows that as well. So if you're a liberal, you tend to listen to more accurate sources, let's say, more legitimate sources. Whereas when you're conservative, you basically listen to a lot of, let's be honest there, who are these people? They're radio talk shows uh, hosts, uh, like your Glenn Becks and your uh, Rush Limbos and your Bill O'Reilly's. I mean, these guys, man, these guys are geniuses because they made so much money uh, and they didn't have a real job. And that's, that, you know, that's I, chapeau to them. So you'll notice here in the graph, even if you look at the liberal side, uh, it goes up to about, you know, 70, let's say. There is still a gap there between the scientific consensus, which is 97%, and them. So there is, there's even a gap there. The people need to really educate themselves much more, make much more effort. So here I'm going to start into talking about the comments that were left on my page. So let's start with the first one here. This guy, uh, Frederick Hauser says, pick a time in Earth history when there was no climate change. Did you find just one? So what is what does that mean, actually? And I replied, actually, that, you know, you're confusing natural cycle and what the cycle that we're in right now. I already showed some graphs. So first of all, you have to understand there, there's such a thing as a butterfly effect. And what it means is that uh, the phenomenon whereby a minute localized change in a complex system can have large effects elsewhere. So if you're burning something somewhere, that, that thing is going to go up into the atmosphere, okay? And the atmosphere is everywhere. So yes, the emissions from China, for example, all that gases etc they go into the atmosphere and then that gets transported all over the world so sometimes it can be a big big ass factory emitting but it can also be a small change okay but we're all part of this ecosystem so what is this frederick guy doing exactly he's actually falling for the number one most used climate myth out there and this is the top 10 this is according to skeptical science website uh, it's right up there. Number one, climate's changed before. So we don't have to bother about it. It's natural, right? Well, let's find out. Here's the problem with this argument. Uh, if you look at this curve, this is CO2 emissions. I believe it's global. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I believe it's global emissions here. Here you, you can see, uh, let's go back to 1950 or so. So basically after World War II, it was the big boom. Uh, you know, the boomer generation, etc. Or I just say the big boom for, for society because that's when we su started to suffer from the effects of it. So you see that there's a, there's a spike that starts there. CO2 emissions begin to spike after 1950 and they go up, 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 1980. There's a big, there's a small dip there, but then it, it goes up again quite sharply. 
and uh, you I just want to point out this is important for later in the show if you look just at the very end of this graph at 2009 or so there is a tiny 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 dip there okay just remember that I'll explain later so why is it important is because we're talking about abrupt versus slow change natural change happens very slowly over millions of years and now we're seeing change that happens basically within one generation or two generations of people that is very very quick and it's not normal it's not natural uh, what it says here is life, life flourished in the Eocene, uh, the Cretaceous and other times of high CO2 in the atmosphere because the greenhouse gases were in balance with the carbon in the oceans and the weathering of rocks which goes back to the last point on my show that I said that even geology is related to this so I was right lucky guess uh, life ocean chemistry and atmospheric gases had millions of years to adjust to those levels but there have been several times in earth's past when earth's temperature jumped abruptly in much the same way as they are doing today those times were caused by large and rapid greenhouse gas emissions just like humans are causing today and that's very important all right here we go to another one so unfortunately here i couldn't like capture the whole thing so you'll have to uh, trust me on this one but this toby rice person was basically saying that hey uh sea level rise is fake it, it's never happened we we never see that it hasn't happened all the records are fake not real and then uh here he also adds that hey we'll see world's gonna end in 12 years anyway so what difference does it make Ah, so this is ridiculous on so many points. First of all, the world is not going to end in 12 years. Nobody ever said that except this guy, Toby, okay? So what it said is that we have 12 years before we start seeing really, really irreparable effects of climate change. Pardon me. That's what it said, okay? Of course, it's not going to end in 12 years. Nobody said that. I just want to add here that I mentioned that uh, we er exterminated a lot of wildlife uh, very recently, actually. Uh, it depends on uh, the numbers you look at, but we've exterminated a lot of animal wildlife out there. So why I said this is because uh, there's this article from Washington Post. It says population of manimal, uh, of mammals. What's that? Populations of mammals, birds, fish, reptiles, and amphibians have declined by 60% since 1970 according to a report released monday by the advocacy group world wildlife fund the animals that remain will fight against warming oceans choked with plastic toppled rainforests may zero out fragile species and refuge such as coral reefs may nearly die off and we already see that okay this is undeniable please show me how the coral reefs are not dying for example and the other thing about sea level rise, so this person, you know, who posted that, that uh, nonsense is a liar. So that's why I don't give these people any airtime on my page. There's no point. Uh, there's no point because some people especially have only a few minutes to come there. So they, they quickly read some comments. Oh, sea level rise has never happened. They read that and they believe that. And that's very dangerous. These people are dangerous. That's why I don't, I eliminate them as fast as possible. So sea level rise, here we have a graph, here's a record, an actual record. 
uh, you can see that it's, it's, it is rising, okay? So it goes back uh, to 1850 here. I don't know, it's too small to see, but I think it's 1850. And you can see first it's a little bit stable and then boom, it just keeps increasing. The last bar there in red is a satellite record. And let's zoom in on that. So that's what it looks like. Here we have uh, basically a 3.31 millimeter per year increase, okay? So again, the evidence is out there. It's just you don't believe it. You don't listen to me, but I'm not a scientist. But if you don't listen even to me, then you have no hope of listening to an actual scientist. It's all related. So here we have another one, and this one is a conspiracy theory. So right, we're jumping right to a conspiracy theory edge here. What is your personal agenda? Why is that uh, you hate opposition to your post? I just explained, because some people are dangerous. They say that and then people believe these posts. In reality, I'm just a simple guy who likes to enjoy his time with cats and stuff, okay? That's, that's it. My agenda is I'm a student, I'm a teacher. Uh, so I don't think teachers in particular have any agenda. Uh, they just want to teach their material uh, in the hope that some people learn something and then use that as a foundation to move on to something more. That's all. So why he even says that I have an agenda is because a lot of people in our country are conspiracy theorists and they jump to conspiracy theory very quickly. This is another, this is also him, by the way, this is the kind of continuation, I guess. How can you possibly expect your followers to swallow your shit that a dip in temperatures were caused by an economic crash? I thought you had just stated that sensors are all over the world. Well, yes, they are. Uh, the only thing that I was, I was a little bit wrong with is that I did mention indeed that uh, there was a dip in temperatures. What I meant to say, uh, and again, you know, I don't understand why people hold me to such a, a high standard. Um, you should hold politicians to a high standard in particular because they're the ones who are making decisions on your behalf. They're the ones who are uh, causing inaction by not transitioning to fossil uh, to renewable energies i don't have any power i don't have much influence except i have a youtube show that's all so i was i looked into that because i was curious is there any chance i was maybe even remotely right anyway and if you look here at the graph if you go to 2009 or so you do indeed see a dip in temperatures and uh, this graph is even better uh, because you can just go to the very edge here and you see that 2008 2009 there is indeed a dip in temperatures so i was right but this is a fluke okay i admit that i was just right by accident what i again what i meant to say is that there was a dip in uh, in co2 emissions and we go back to this graph here and you see that's why i said it's important because you see a dip there a small dip but a dip nonetheless why is that? Because unlike previous global recessions, which caused long-term dips in carbon dioxide emissions lasting several years, the recent recession caused just one year's fall of 1.9%. But it's still a fall of 1.9%. And that's the small dip you see there. And that's what I really meant to say. Uh, so I, I noticed another thing. So I can see the people who react to my videos, you know, and uh, the people who laughed in particular, I don't have to pay attention to. And then I looked at, you know, their faces. Who are these people? Most of them old white people. 
already well into their 60s and stuff like that. Some women as well, but you know. That just tells you a lot. These, And I know this because in the US, I, I knew some people who, for example, wake up, you know, they have uh, uh, breakfast, uh, they watch TV, some, some, I don't know what is on the morning these days, in the morning. Then they have lunch, and after lunch, it's basically family feud, it's uh, the Wheel of Fortune, and then, ooh, a basketball game starts. And then after the basketball games, uh, a lo very long-ass baseball game. And that pretty much repeats on a daily basis. And sometimes, mixed with that, you get your Fox News, etc., etc. So, there's not much opportunity to get more knowledge. You're just kind of going through the motion, really. And that happens in particular with older people. Because they don't have to go to work anymore. They can just sit at home and they watch TV all day long. Or they listen to the radio. If you're some kind of truck driver, right? You, you have to do these long holes and you have the radio turned on. And guess what? It's Rush Limbaugh or some, some other dimwit like that. Now that's where it comes from. Here's, here's a funny one. Uh, uh, jo Joseph Wernig. Uh, I'm a conservative and I work hard. I, I work at staying informed. Yesterday I spent looking into, I spent time looking into the idea that global warming will cause an ice age and I marveled uh, some at the analytics. Okay, so here we go. This is pathetic, okay? So this guy says that he spent some time in one afternoon reading something, researching something. Okay, that does not compare to me who spent at least four or five years reading almost on a daily basis about it, and I still do. So I don't just spend one afternoon reading about it, I spent a lot of time reading about it. But, and this is, and even my experience is dwarfed by actual climate scientists who spent decades of their life looking into this issue. Guys like that, they're absolute bullshitters. So let's see what it says actually here uh, about the Ice Age. Should we be worried? Well, worry about global warming impacts in the next 100 years, not an ice age in over 10,000 years. And that's certainly true. There might be an ice age in the future, but it's, it's going to be way later. Maybe after we're gone, if, if that's how things go anyway. Uh, here they also point out solar activity. So you'll see that uh, uh, 1611 to 2009. So it's important here to identify this thing called the Maunder Minimum between 1650 to 1700. And then right now, actually recently, we have a dip of solar activity and yet we have an increase of global average temperatures. That tells you a lot. I'll go back to that point later. Uh, here's another kind of representation of this and the projection into the future as well. Uh, let's say for the sake of argument that the sun does enter another Maunder minimum over the 21st century. What effect would this have on the Earth's climate? Well, simulations of the climate response if the, if the sun did fall to Maunder minimum levels find that the decrease in temperature from the sun is minimal compared to the warming from man-made greenhouse gases. This is for Fulner 2010 studies. Uh, cooling from the lowered solar output is estimated around 0.1 degree Celsius to a maximum of 0.3 degree Celsius. 
while the greenhouse gas warming will be around 3.7 to 4.5 degrees Celsius, depending on how much CO2 we emit throughout the 21st century. So the solar activity in the end is very negligible, especially over such a short period of time compared to our emissions of CO2 gases. And by the way, you're free to read more about this on skepticalscience.com. I'm not, you know, this is not some kind of top secret information I try to protect or something. The conclusion of that is, so we can rest assured that there is no ice age around the corner. To those with lingering doubts that an ice age might be imminent, turn your eyes towards the northern ice sheets. If they're growing, then yes, the 10,000 year process of glaciation may have begun. However, currently the Arctic permafrost is degrading, Arctic sea ice is melting, and the Greenland ice sheet is losing mass at an accelerating ma rate. These are hardly good conditions for an imminent ice age. Uh, certainly true. You, I mean, that's what I say. You know, if you look at some kind of big ass factories that just spew out CO2 into the atmosphere, I always ask, where do you think those gases are going to? Do you think that they just magically disappear because we can't really see them in the air? And I never heard an answer to my question because they can't answer because they know it's a ridiculous statement to say that the gases don't exist or don't matter. The sea ice is the same thing. We see glaciers retreating at an increasing pace right now, uh, vanished completely in some places of the earth, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, if it, if it was the opposite, then sure, I would buy it, but that is not scientifically accurate. Here's another one. Uh, this Vince Bilancio says, still laughing at this, uh, how leftists word all this, yet they have no real proof of their global warming. Absolutely ridiculous. So again, as I said before, science has no political affiliation. It is not a left or right issue. Science is science, okay? It's not a matter of opinion either. It's a matter of scientific evidence and facts. Here's another one. Uh, this is from Cynthia Bradley. She says, the problem is that actually you lack common sense. And I don't hear that one often. Uh, the earth will continue to heat up and cool down with or without us. There isn't a glacier in my backyard. How does that have to do with anything anyway? But this goes back to the point that we're insignificant, we don't make an impact, and that's just a, that's just a bullshit lie. Here's another one. Ernesto Serrano says, There is nothing that man can do, which is the same as the last comment, uh, to change the climate. Historically, temperature increases around the global can't even write proper sentences in English. Our cause should be caused, but okay, from the sun and specifically uh, uh, sunspot activity. There, this is why there is some high record temperature from way back when there were hardly any cars around. The sun is too big and far do anything to stop its activity. Well, is that true? Well, let's find out what the science says because that's all that matters really. Well, here we have a, a temperature versus solar activity graph. And as I mentioned before, the solar activity right now is on a dip and yet the temperatures keep increasing. So yeah, not the sun. Figure one shows the trend in global temperature compared to changes in the amount of solar energy that hits the earth. The sun's energy fluctuates on a cycle that's about 11 years long. 
the energy changes by about 0.1% on each cycle. If the Earth's temperature was controlled mainly by the Sun, then it should have cooled between 2000 and 2008. It did not. We are increasing the global average temperatures. In fact, it seems that every year I see articles that we have the record heats, uh, the record wildfires, etc., etc. Uh, ice melt, yeah, also. If I was reading the opposite, then I might believe in this, but you, ha you have to go by scientific sources. It's not a matter of opinion. And here we finish with some, some more, uh, I don't know what to call them anymore. I've ran out of words uh, here. The first one says, we don't, he says Republicans here. So Republicans don't hate on each other the way you crazies do, promoting a hoax. Uh, zero proof, enough said. China farce. Farce is misspelled, by the way. Should be with a C. Why can't they never spell? Conservatives are not much for hoaxes, whether uh, Trump and Russians uh, message massaged data lines, whatever that means. Uh, liberals suck up lies from the media, like so many candy bars. Again, so you see, I don't need to waste my time on these people. One huge reason is that my health is in the gutter right now. I mean, I, I have a condition, especially for the past entire year, where I'm very tall, actually. I'm 185, uh, 1 meter 85 tall, but I'm only about 57 kilos. So that's my problem right now. So I just, you know, whatever can happen the next day, I don't know. I can't predict the next day. So I have to kind of value my time as much as possible. So I don't want to waste it on these type of people. And in conclusion, we basically go back to, again, these 10 most used climate myths. You know, there's more, actually, if you click on view all arguments on their website. Uh, it goes back to the Skeptical Science website, which, again, I urge everybody to check and read through first before coming here and commenting, because I usually take a lot of my information from them and other sources as well, but this is a good starting point. And you'll see that in the corner there, it says uh, free courses making sense of science, climate, uh, climate science denial. This is related to their own course called Denial 101X, which also I recommend. It's free. It's available online. I mean, seriously, there, there's no better time to study really than these days because a lot of these courses are university accredited courses and they are available online for absolutely free. Sure, if you want a certificate, you have to pay a little fee, but if you don't, you can still watch every single lecture and participate in the forums, uh, exchange ideas with other people, etc. So, yeah. Well, that's it for today. I managed to connect all the dots, I think, uh, even though it perhaps, like I said, started up very broken and perhaps unrelated, and yet it's all connected. It's all kind of one animal. So uh, on this note, I just want to say again that, uh, you know, the last show was supposed to be the last show, actually. But I, I did feel the need to do this one, uh, just to clarify some points and to explain some points. And explain that I start from a position of science. I don't start with a position of an opinion or some kind of conspiracy or some hearsay, etc. And that's important. That's an important distinction to make. Uh, on that note, I just want to 
say again that I'm taking the summer off so I don't know when I'll be back it will be maybe September maybe October in the meantime I, I just want to remind people that I have my book out on Amazon uh, beyond the obscure please get it uh, don't be put off by the fact that this is uh, a kind of published on Amazon only thing um, who cares about where it's published really it's a good book um, it's won one nomination so far I hope it wins more uh, please check out my art on Redbubble there's a lot of posters and stuff like that I wish I could do more but my health right now prevents me from that and uh, on that note I will see you after the hot summer so until then